Stop the Press demo. Two for one tickets to the Wellness Summit are open. After not one, not two, but three salad events, Marcus, the Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2016 for two days of powerhouse wellness with your favourite wellness couch host and Australia's wellness elite. Join us at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on September 10 and 11 for an inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Now, two-for-one tickets to the summit are extremely limited and won't be available for long, so make sure you go to www.thewellnesssummit.com right now and get in whilst you can. This will be the biggest summit on record, folks. You'll see a 1,000 people there. You do not want to miss this one. Pop the date to the diary and see you there. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Well, thanks for listening again to Mum's the Word, and I'm I'm super excited to say that we're we're really doing so well in our stats and our downloads. So thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I've really uh, been blown out of the water by uh, the response to the uh, to the podcast. But in terms of this episode, uh, really, we're going to be discussing removing the fear of childbirth, and I, I really couldn't find anyone better to discuss this than Melissa Spilstead. Um, not only is her enthusiasm so so clear throughout the episode, but just to have someone who is a clinical hypnotherapist, a childbirth educator, a registered teacher, hypnobirthing mother of three, and the founder of Hypnobirthing Australia and Hypnobubs programs for this episode. Um, um, it's amazing. She also wrote the world first positive cesarean course, which combines the use of hypnobirthing techniques with mindful preparation for a C-section. Her passion is positive and empowered um, birthing, regardless of how our baby comes into the world. Hypnobirthing Australia is Australia's fastest growing childbirth education program with over, with over 100 practitioners teaching her methods in every state and territory of Australia. Hypnobubs is the online hypnobirthing course which was devised to make hypnobirthing more accessible throughout Australia and the world. Melissa is also the voice of several popular self-hypnosis albums for pregnancy, childbirth, parenting and beyond. Surge of the Sea is ranked number one album on iTunes for hypnobirthing and she's regularly asked to contribute articles for hypnobirthing birthing and hypnosis to many TV shows and magazines and um, well just really thrilled to have her and um, this t- episode uh, topic is so important and, and you'll hear why so um, enjoy the episode. So Melissa I'm very excited to have this episode uh, with you after reading for your bio and all the amazing thing you, things you do. Um, before we start though I'd really just love you to tell us a little bit about you um, so we get to know you better. Well thank you very much for inviting me along Kaz. Um, I am a mum. I'm a mum of three beautiful children, three boys. Uh, they say that mothers of three boys go to heaven, so I'm sticking with that one. Um, <laughs> I hypnobirthed all three boys and uh, they came into the world in calm, in peace. It was relaxing. Actually, the midwives were amazed. Every time I birthed, they wanted me to go and speak to the local antenatal class because they just couldn't believe how calm everything was. One of my births, I even thought that I was a Scientologist. Um, <laughs> I know, because <laughs> apparently Scientologists birth quietly, but anyway, I'm not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had three absolutely beautiful, beautiful births. And that, that is what really 
drives me because I look out in society and I hear the propaganda that women are just blasted with all about negative birth and and about how it's, you know, one of the most perilous things in your life and how um, everyone needs this medical intervention and nearly every story you hear there's some kind of medical intervention or, or some kind of, you know, major trauma involved. And you know what? Sometimes there is and we are very lucky to have the wonderful medical care that we have. However, it's not, birth is actually a normal physiological function of the body. We are designed to do this. Women have been doing it for thousands, hundreds of thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You just look back at your own lineage and you think of your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, your great-great-great-grandmother, and you go down and down, down the line, and they all birthed. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So it didn't make sense to me that birth was so dangerous and so something to be fearful of. It just did not make logical sense. And I didn't experience it that way when I prepared myself well. And, um, and also, you know, I, I was, my babies were in the right position and everything. So, you know, it, that all helped. Um, and I was eating properly and uh, I did everything that I could, everything within my circle of control uh, to have a healthy pregnancy and to prepare myself for a healthy birth. But I think a major component that isn't considered these days is the mind and the part that the mind and our mindset plays on how we birth. And, and I prepared my mind for birth. So I just found that after I finished having my three babies, I looked around at very intelligent, strong, empowered women who just went to pieces around birth. And I just thought this is absolutely ridiculous. Women deserve to approach their birth without fear. They, they deserve to be looking forward to their birth and for the birth experience to be one that they will always want to look back at with joy, you know, one of the highlights of their life. And so that's really what drove me to go down the path of I studied to be a clinical hypnotherapist. I was already a teacher and, um, and I also have a drama degree too. So, I, yeah, I, I then studied clinical hypnotherapy and I combined my education experience and the clinical hypnotherapy and my drama and I started making albums for women to use through through their pregnancy and childbirth to help create and maintain a really positive mindset. Um, I started teaching hypnobirthing. I was teaching another program to start with. I was teaching a program that oh, it didn't really sit completely well with me um I, I loved some of the facets of it but it wasn't what I did for my own three births so I ended up writing a program I'm a very down-to-earth sort of gal and and I figured there's a lot of women like me out there who are down-to-earth and they just want to prepare the best way they can for this birth and they want their partner to also be prepared for that birth so that they're a useful birth partner and so, yeah, that's, that's my journey. That's, that's how I came to write the Hypnobirthing Australia and Hypnobubs programs. It really comes from a place of passion deep within me.
Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you, you see someone struggling with, um, you know, their impending birth and you know it's another way, you just want to jump in and scream it from the rooftops. But it's, it's what you said. It's everything around us, exposure. Even when we read, um, I guess, you know, the Bible as kids, if you ever were, it's like Adam, you know, Adam and Eve and she has the apple and she has to suffer birth. And, and oh, then, okay. and then, um, you know, from, you know, you, you know, people putting their teenagers on, on the, the pill, you know, don't ever get pregnant, you know, and so, you travel this time we try not to be and then you're at this point where oh no I really would like to start a family and then everything you relate to is all these movies someone screaming down the, the the hospital ward you know the baby's coming and it, you know it's just or the way they huff and puff and push like you know they're going <laughs> to blow the vessels and everything. you know it, it's just yeah. so ingrained and and you know that's really why I'm here and and obviously you do what you do just to it is it's so not that yes yeah. Yes, um, and you have made some awesome points there, but obviously you're a very empowered um, mama yourself, and so I know that you're you've been on a similar journey to myself. But um, just going back to the first comment you made about um, you know the Bible, etc., and you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm not anti-Bible at all. I love the Bible, yeah. but but there are there were some pretty dodgy biblical translations back in the second century AD. And um, and the whole curse of Eve, you know, yeah, came that's to what I'm play. Relating to, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, which, yeah, we all know as modern women that um, yeah, some horrible things have happened to women through history, and women's place in has in society has not been what it is now. Um, and so, there were different ways that women were put down and held down throughout history. And you know what? One of them is birth. Yeah. One of them is birth, and and I think that when we realise that as a as a woman living in you know 2016, and we think, well, hold on a moment, this has been ingrained in me in society. Why is this fear of childbirth so ingrained? And I I think it really helps us to look back in history to see how it came to play, and then come to the realisation that. Well, we're living in the best of times now. We really have every advantage. We have wonderful medical care should we need it. Uh, we have knowledge. Um, my mother back in the 70s, she, she didn't have any preparation for her birth. Um, and these days we have a lot, like even these podcasts that you're doing, Kaz, they, these are free. This is free information to pregnant women and women who are looking to have children in the future. So everyone who's listening to this podcast, so good on you, whoever's listening to this yeah, podcast. Good on you. Share the love. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's right. And share it with other women. That's what we need to do. We need to share the word of positive birthing and we need to empower ourselves through building up our knowledge, which is what this is all about. So, yeah, absolutely. The fear of birth, it's been ingrained and, and it's in the media. Um, I, I mentioned earlier I have a drama degree, so I'm very familiar with script writing and, and I've, you know, I've worked in a bit of television and film, et cetera, and, and I know what sells and what draws in an audience. And let me tell you, it's not a hypnobirthing mum just laying there quietly, listening to affirmations, you know, relaxed, calm through birth. That is very boring primetime television. So what they want, and it's, you know, it depends on who's writing the scripts too and their experience of birth, whether they have any at all. But they write for drama. 
So they want the women screaming out and clawing the partner's hand and screaming for drugs and swearing and that's that's what that's what creates drama and that's what sells movies. Oh, it's such a good point that you make. Thank you for that, like coming from your background. And what do you think? I mean, you know, we speak about, um, you know, when we were obviously in our mum's bellies. I mean, there were no ultrasounds, you know. So do you think that having more information and, you know, more obviously procedures leading up you know, up to the birth can be detrimental as well as I'd say maybe Dr. Google, you know, we have so much <laughs> access to, uh, you know, I mean, I see it in my practice, of course, people come in and they're already telling me everything. But um do you think that's also been at play as well, the amount of information we have that it could also be wrong? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I also come from two perspectives here. Just going back to ultrasounds, for instance. Yeah, yeah. So back in the 70s, um, yeah, my mother didn't have any ultrasounds or anything. And, you know, I think that there's some advantages, there's some big advantages to that because she never had to worry about the position of her baby. I have women coming to my Hypnobirthing Australia classes. Um, I have women coming to those classes at 25 weeks and 26 weeks telling me that their baby is in the breech position and they're worried about it. And I say to them, oh, my goodness, it doesn't matter that your baby is in the breech position. You're only 25, 26 weeks. This is really normal. Babies, they flip around. That's right. There's plenty of room in there. You think about it. Would you want to spend nine, ten months with your head down? Exactly, exactly. So they do move around and, and you know, it, it's only um, later in the pregnancy, around 33 to 34 weeks, that um, it's ideal if babies are head down, you know, at that time. But still, there's many babies that aren't and that's fine. You know, some babies actually turn at birth and it's always been like this and yet we have a very, very high caesarean rate in Australia and in the Western world. Um, it's well over 30%. And the World Health Organization says that it should be between 10 and 15%. Like that there are 10 to 15% are genuinely um, cases for cesarean being the safest route out for baby and, you know, safest for mum. So I think that sometimes, yes, sometimes too much of this intervention and too much of the ultrasounds and things like that can um, be detrimental and it, it Look, it could be physical too. Um, they say they're safe, but Sarah Buckley has a wonderful book, Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering, that I recommend that all mums read. And Every uh, second guest recommends her. Yeah, it's I'm a, already on my list of people to to get on the podcast, and I know Sarah. So, but yeah. every every um, I think it's in every set of show notes. So yeah. go and get the book. Yeah, definitely get the book. Um, and she makes some really good points about it. Um, and ultrasounds have become safer through the years, uh, but there there are still some question marks over it. However, I'm going to come to it. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Please, please <laughs> do it. Do it. Yes, yes. And you know, sometimes ultrasounds pick up things that we may not have picked up earlier on, and that can be helpful to mother and baby's health too. And, and I come from a personal perspective here because my mother was, um, she, unfortunately, she was given a certain um, drug when she didn't know she was pregnant with my youngest brother. And then they found out later that it caused abnormalities in babies and they didn't have ultrasound back then. And so 
well, they, they didn't use ultrasound for, for this sort of case. And it was um, a horrible experience for my parents. They had to go through the whole pregnancy with this uncertainty. And if they had a you know, if they had have been having my brother 10 years later, then that wouldn't have been the case. Um, as it turned out, my brother's absolutely perfect. It was all fine. But they went through so much fear, so much worry through that pregnancy because of the unknown. So, look, I think there's genuine cases where um, the medical intervention and monitoring and things like that can really help. But for a, for a normal pregnancy, healthy mum, healthy baby, then, yeah, I think that we're probably inciting fear by having so, so many, or it depends on your caregiver, but some caregivers scan a lot and, and I do have big question marks over that. Yeah, yeah. Also because, um, like you said, you know, especially in the case of uh, positioning, it can change so often. Absolutely, and so it incites fear, which is what this podcast is about. Yeah. It's about removing the fear of childbirth and um, so it's it's a fine line that we walk we we absolutely want to utilize the help that we have available and the facilities that we have available and the expertise that we have available um, to have a safe healthy pregnancy and birth but at the same time we we don't want so much intervention and so much monitoring that it is inciting fear in us and when we're fearful, what happens is we tense up. So going back to a baby's position, for instance, if your baby were in the breech position, you know the baby's in the breech position, you're 25, 26 weeks pregnant, um, you're worried, you start Googling things, you start doing all the positioning, etc. your mind's on overdrive, you start thinking down the track of, okay, so what happens if the baby stays in the breech position? You may have a caregiver who's supportive of vaginal breech birth or you may have a caregiver who isn't supportive of it and says, no, it's an automatic cesarean. And then you're worried about, oh, no, I'm going to have major abdominal surgery and I really wanted to have a normal, just a, a natural birth and and so all this worry 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 is building up how do you think that is going to affect your whole body how do you think that's going to affect your hormonal the hormones that your body's releasing how do you think it's actually going to affect your uterus which is holding your baby because your uterus is a set of muscles too so when you're tense right those muscles are going to tense up in, if anything, it's going to make it more difficult for the baby to do that turn when you are tense. So, yeah, there's there's always flip sides to things, aren't there, Kaz? Oh, yeah. I mean, even if I think about it from a neurological perspective, I mean, there's no dilation going to happen when we're in that state of fear or fright mm -hmm. and flight. It's like out in mm -hmm. nature, if a, if a lion's going to be chasing you and you're about to birth, you know, there's no way that you're going to be opening up. So it's you know, when you understand the nervous system and, and obviously that hormonal system as well with what cortisol does to blood flow, you know, you want to be doing everything you can, whether it's like you said, um, hypnosis, meditation, going and have massages, anything you want to do to get you out of that thinking, um, thinking brain, that neocortex out of stress. Um, regardless of whether you have a breech position or not, this is just what you want to be doing in pregnancy because there's so much thrown at us. Um, yeah. And even if we just think about the you know, the other mums that want to tell you all their little bad um, experiences. It's like we need a badge or something pinned to us to say, you know, only want to hear good birth stories. 
you know, because that's some of the things that will drive fear. It's just people feel that they need to tell you their their struggle. That's right. And you make a really great point about birth and how fear affects the birth because when our neocortex is all lit up and stimulated, that actually inhibits our instinctive behaviour. And our instinctive behaviour comes from a primal part of our brain. So that's why self-hypnosis, relaxation, relaxation tools, the atmosphere of the room, all of these things can make a very, very big difference to your birth. But, but you know, um, you also mentioned the, the fear that um, can come about from people's stories, telling negative stories. So I would just like to say to any pregnant mums out there or anyone who is intending to become pregnant, you know, in the future, please, Remove yourself from that negativity. You do not need to just build your subconscious up with all of these negative messages and these are messages given from people who have not prepared their body and mind the same way that you will be preparing your body and mind. So everyone has, you you have choice. You absolutely have choice. Some women would choose to smoke through pregnancy. I certainly wouldn't. And I don't expect the listeners here would either. Some women would choose to drink alcohol through pregnancy. Well, you know, we all know that is not, that is an absolute no-no. So everyone has choices, but it's not just what you put into your body physically. It's also what you put into your mind. So keep it clean, eat clean food, drink clean water and put clean thoughts, positive thoughts into your mind top your subconscious up with lots of positive stories. Yeah, it's something It's something that keeps coming up also in some of the recent episodes is this mindset, you know, and I've seen that with clients as well that you thought were the best prepared and knew everything, you know, from this theoretical point of view, but the mindset, it was something that they either ignored or didn't want to go there or there was a certain trauma that they really didn't face that will come up, that will always come up in, in birth as well that it really is a mindset thing as well. It's like it's like training for a marathon, you know, all the best people have their best coaches. They visualize that race in their mind. They know the 10k meter, 10 kilometer what they're going to be doing and it's like they visualize it and it's something to be said to all those positive affirmations if you can see it in your mind's eye. You know, um it's not just fluff what we're talking about. It's that you no. need to see yourself having that great birth experience because if you can't see it, you you can't have it. No, it's interesting. I've taught a number of Olympic gold medalists over the years and and I, I pondered why. Why is it that these elite athletes are attracted to the Hypnobirthing Australia classes? And then it, it struck me that really what they're doing is very much in alignment with what they've always done. They prepared for their events by building their knowledge about whatever sport they are participating in. Uh, they, they had tools, they had support, and they had preparation. And you speak to any elite athlete and their preparation is not just the body. They have psychologists come in, they have hypnotherapists come in, they have um, positive, um, you know, like motivational speakers come in and, and they, they prepare both their mind and their body. 
And the great thing about birth is we don't have to be getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go for a run. <laughs> to, you know, our body does it for us. We have our lovely practice surges. We, we call contraction surges in hypnobirthing. So, but we have our, our practice surges. So the muscles of the uterus are doing their thing, practicing. Our body's releasing all the hormones and it's limbering up and loosening up for us. And, and we're also making sure that we eat properly and we drink lots of water and that we're, we're active and we're having a healthy lifestyle and um, we're maintaining good posture. So we're doing all, everything that we can there. But it's, it's like I said right at the beginning of this podcast and it's what drove me to writing the program in the first place. I just see this major element missing from women's preparation and that is that preparation of the mind. You can have all the knowledge in the world. You can read every book on all the subjects, etc. You can watch YouTube. You can Google it. But, um, and you can have some great support and you, you, you can have some tools. But if you haven't got that preparation of your mind as well as your body, when it comes to the intensity of birth, a lot of that stuff just gets thrown out the window. You, you need to have actually prepared your mind over over time, like you wouldn't sign up for a marathon and then go and run it the next day. You, you take some time through um, the weeks leading up to the major event to prepare both your body and mind for it. And that's what we do with the Hypnobirthing Australia program. It actually covers the four elements, knowledge, tools, and one of the tools is self-hypnosis, but there's lots of other tools that we teach too, um, like touch massage, um, deep relaxation techniques. Um, yeah, there's there's a number of visualization, etc. Support of your partner and your caregivers, so so that the partner knows how they can support you and help you to maintain and help you to maintain that positive mindset. And um, and then the preparation. The the Hypnobirthing Australia course actually gives you a, an idea of how to prepare. It, it gives you homework. Um, you get tracks and, and you get scripts and it's not very much work. It's, you know, it's not that much at all. It's really enjoyable, but it gives you a mode of preparation, which seems to work. If you have a look at the birth stories on the website, um, actually, you know, I would suggest that mums do do that just so that they can read some positive birth stories. There are hundreds of wonderful positive birth stories that you can read for free on our website hypnobirthingaustralia.com.au and then just go to the birth story section. There are hundreds of awesome positive birth stories there to inspire you. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a term caught, coined for it. It's called mind over matter. So, yeah. you know, there's a reason that that uh, term is around is that, you know, you have to think the mindset is more important than the actual physical matter that we're dealing with. But one of the things I also think is important in, in removing the fear is that you really need to trust in the body. And, yes. and and that that trust, it has to come from understanding that we're just, you know, like other mammals in nature and that they can birth and we can birth too. Or what you said before that from the generations of time or other cultures is that you have to have faith in your body. And if you don't, and there's a reason why you don't if you've had a past trauma, then you need to access, um, you know, providers during the pregnancy or even before that can help you through that so that you can build that trust. Oh, absolutely. And this is why I love self-hypnosis. So I had never used self-hypnosis before my births. 
And um, I think I was a bit wary of it because I thought it was, um, you know, like you see on the stage shows and that and <laughs> the dangle, dangling pendulum. And I, I kind of thought that someone had control over me or something like that. But it's not that at all. It's well, self hypnosis. That sells. That sells. That's yeah. The drama, you know? That's it. There's the drama again. Yeah. So, you know, self hypnosis is a wonderful tool for tapping into our subconscious, which holds our fears, it holds our values, our beliefs, our imagination, our, yeah, our, our emotion, our emotional memory, etc. It's all held in the subconscious. So if we have some fears from a previous birth or from the past, from the information that we've been given in the past, then we really need to address it from a subconscious level rather than a conscious level. We can talk till we're blue in the face and we can be very logical about it and we can say, well, I had a, I had a negative birth experience last time or my best friend had a, a traumatic birth, but, but that doesn't mean it's going to be me and that's all very logical, isn't it? But on a subconscious level, you're still holding that fear. So we use self-hypnosis to actually help us to tap into the subconscious and let go of those fears, anything that's not going to serve us well for our birth. Amazing, amazing. So I'd love you to share one at least, but maybe a few quotes or affirmations surrounding birth or, or hypnosis or trust in the body that, um, that are special to you. Oh, well, I have many affirmations. <laughs> so we, we could be here for a while. And a lot of mums listen to the affirmations well, most mums, most hypnobirthing mums, they listen to the affirmations leading up to their birth and and many of them like to listen to the affirmations during their birth too. Um, I just received a an email just this morning. I was reading it just before our podcast actually and it was from a mum who told me that she's in rural Australia and she had done the HypnoBubs online course because there were no classes, HypnoBirthing Australia classes close to her. So that's why I did the online course so it's more accessible. And so she and her husband did the online course and they went to their little country hospital where they were birthing um, and they found out that they didn't have the midwife, their regular midwife. They had a different midwife and, and the, uh, the different midwife was quite a high energy um, and didn't really know about hypnobirthing and she just didn't really click with us. So it actually started to create some tension within the mum because she was worried. And then she started going back to her affirmations. See, we, we reprogram our mind with our affirmations. And, and she told me in her email that she just said, I um, the affirmation, I tune into my body, I tune out to distraction. And so that was able to get her through that first bit as the midwife was kind of fluffing around and, you know, talking and that. And then, by the way, most, most midwives are not like this at all. Most midwives are very, very calm um, and, and create a lovely atmosphere. And, and I have found that the absolute majority of midwives, they love hypnobirthing. Like how would you like to spend your shift, with a screaming woman or with a woman who is very calmly bringing her baby into her work, into the world in a, a very empowered but calm way? Um, midwives love it. So anyway, back to this birth, she's, um, then she's birthing and then the midwife started telling her, um, don't push, um, you're not ready yet. First-time mums um, take longer for this stage. You're not ready. 
but she went back. She told me in the email that she, <laughs> no, she went back again to um, to what she learned in the course. And you know, I tell stories about women who go from three to ten centimeters, including first time mums, and and a, a lot of the affirmations that we use and and our preparation through our classes are about trusting our body and being in tune with our body because we're the expert of our body. No one else knows what's going on internally. We know. We are the experts of our body. And so she she just started getting back into that time frame and she thought, right, I'm just going to tune out to distraction and I'm going to tune into my body. My body is perfectly designed to birth my baby. And then as she's having her surges, she's thinking every surge of my body brings my baby closer to me. That's another one of our favourite yeah, affirmations. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's basically what I also tell clients as well, that just you're yeah. getting closer to meeting your baby. I mean, Absolutely. it's just so empowering, isn't it? You know, oh, it like, is. Give you me welcome. another one, you know. That's it. Bring it on. That's the mindset that we have as opposed to dreading the next contraction, what we call surge. We actually welcome them. It's like, good, bring it on because I know that every surge that I'm having is actually helping these muscles of my uterus to draw up and my cervix is drawing up and opening up and my little baby is moving their head down and I'm going to be holding my baby in my arms very, very soon. And, and all of that. So this is actually all that was going through this mum's head too. And then she said, the, the midwife said, don't push, don't push. And then and and she was thinking, the mum was thinking, but I really, my body is telling me that I need to bear down now and I trust that my body knows what to do. <laughs> this is another one of our affirmations. And she had the um, prompts for birthing. That's one of our hypnobirthing tracks. Our hypnobirthing tracks are available on the website and also iTunes too for any of your listeners who are wondering, you know, where you get these. Um, so just just type in hypnobirthing Australia and there's there's a number of tracks. So she was listening to prompts for birthing, and then it came on with some prompts about breathing, bearing down, and her um, and just opening up like a flower, like a lotus flower. That's one of our visualizations. And she said it was. She said, Melissa, I feel like you were in the room with me. It was absolutely amazing because as those prompts came on. She, she was visualizing her body opening up and then she was bearing down with my prompts and the baby came out. Amazing. <laughs> so, like, so synchronistic, you know, oh, that you're in, yeah, right was. timing. Yeah. And she said the midwife was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're not surprised because we, we know how to birth our babies just oh, like, yeah. just like a cat does, just like a horse does, just like a dog does, like just as other mammals know how to birth. And they certainly don't need people standing around them giving them pushing prompts. No, now, it's such a shame that there's this limitation. Oh, you're a first-time mum, so this will take a lot longer or it's going to be forever. I missed. I actually missed my niece's birth, um, my daughter's uh, first child, because they said, oh, it's going to be forever. So I'd just come back from overseas. My sister said, okay, we'll go and meet your friends for dinner. And then suddenly the baby's coming and I missed it because, you know, she birthed quite quickly. And um, these limitations, you know, and, and one thing that you, you touched on as well is, I think it's important for us to remind mums that you may not get the midwife that you work through throughout your whole pregnancy, whether it's because it's through the hospital 
or um, because you're working with a private um, group and maybe something happens and you don't get the one and and still to trust in that process and not to put everything on that midwife. I, I really, yes, you know, yes. I think because my baby um, first was 12 days, my midwife had said, you know, at this certain time I have to have a holiday booked and I was like, that's okay. And then suddenly it was, you know, oh, okay, I'm changing. And mm. I, I still got an amazing midwife and, and it's not about the midwife, it's about you. Yeah. It's about you. You are the expert of your body and yeah. you're the one who's birthing your body. And and the midwife is just a lifeguard at the beach watching over you. Um, they are the experts in normal birth. Midwives are the experts and, and they know it, like if you need some help along the way or some encouragement, they're there for you. But they, they shouldn't be out there swimming with you. You know, they don't need to hold you up. You're the one doing the swimming. <laughs> They're your lifeguard. They're there just watching over you, keeping that safe space for you. They're there if you need them, if you need their encouragement or their help. And also they they have the expertise to know if they do need to step in and help you at any stage. So, um, yeah, midwives are wonderful. But we, like you say, we don't we don't want to be handing our power over to our caregivers, whether that's a midwife or an obstetrician, because they're not the ones who birth our baby. We exactly. do. Exactly. Exactly. So what about a time when maybe you struggled, whether it was professionally or personally? Is there something um, that you'd like to share? I, I remember quite vividly. I remember all of my, my three births in great detail, and it was because I used self-hypnosis. So I was in this heightened state of awareness some people think that hypnosis, that you're in la-la land and you don't know what's going on, but it's not the case at all. I could hear a pin drop in that room. I just chose what I was going to focus on and I can remember everything in great detail. And um, for Austin's birth, it was a longer birth. It was a 21-hour labour, which was the longest of my three. And I was surprised because of the stereotype, second babies are supposed to be, you know, labor's supposed to be faster. And it wasn't, but my first one was a shorter labor than my second. Same, but same. Did you have the same? Yeah. But it was beautiful. It was a beautiful labor. I cherish it. I loved, I love every bit of it. But there was one point that where I felt I was going to lose it. And my husband had he had to go and move the car because we'd parked in an emergency bay at the hospital and we had a change of midwife. And, you know, so this ties in with what we were just talking about with midwives. Yeah, yeah. I learned it the hard way myself and I loved my first midwife and then I had a midwife who I'd never met come into the room. And, um, and as they were changing over, they were just whispering very quietly but they were talking about a holiday and it really annoyed me that they were talking about a holiday while I was giving birth. Like this was one of the most important days of my life and I didn't want any unnecessary frivolous chatter going on. Distraction. Absolutely. So I was, I I guess, upset that Stephen wasn't there with me at that time because he could have told them to shut up. Yeah. (laughs) But he wasn't there to do that. And I was coping at that point. And I I thought if I open my eyes and I actually say something to them, I might not be able to get back to this point where I'm coping again. Um, Because I had drug-free births. So, um, you know, I was was using my hypnosis and my relaxation. That's all I needed for my three births. But I did reach this 
point for my second birth where I thought I was going to lose it. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to become one of those screaming women from down the hall, you know, that I never thought it would come to this. I never thought it would. I, and it didn't, it didn't happen last time. So why would it happen this time? And then I'm going through all this self-talk and I'm saying, Melissa, you You've got to do something. You've, there's no one else to help you. You have to get yourself back into a calm state of mind again. And then I drew on one of the hypnobirthing tools, one of them that I had actually dismissed. I had not even practiced it. I had thought that it was too hypnosis-y. You know, I was birthing. <laughs> I, was, I know, here I am, a clinical hypnotherapy. That's but I wasn't then, you know, and and I thought, oh, no, it's a little bit too way out hypnosis. Well, guess what I used to pull myself out of that nosedive? <laughs> I used that technique and um, it's a glove of endorphins. And, yeah, it pulled me out of the nosedive and then I went on to have the most magical, beautiful, beautiful birth. Um, it sends shivers down my spine thinking about it. So, yeah, there's a, a time where I struggled but I, because I had the tools and you never know what tools you're going to need in birth. Um, I'd never used that tool in my first birth or my third birth, but I used it in my second. So I think it's really important to have those pool, those tools on hand. It's great, you know, from a personal personal side of things. So, um, what about some advice that you'd share with um, maybe a pregnant mum right now? What's a just? I mean, obviously, the whole episode has been about it, but something that you just want to say to them, if you could tell them, what would it be? Okay. Oh, look, I have to be honest here. Like, book yourself into a hypnobirthing Australia class. <laughs> yeah. You and won't regret I, it. I really, like, there are so many things that we spend money on. We spend money on these fancy prams and decorating the nursery and, you know, all of this, all this paraphernalia in regards to babies, you know, baby showers, mm-hmm. putting those on and that. But it's... None of it is really significant, not as significant as a birth. You know, if you buy the wrong pram, you can eBay it and you can buy a new one. If, if you don't like the way you've decorated the nursery, well, it doesn't matter. You can just go and, you know, get so some different. So but you cannot replace your birth. You cannot eBay your birth. No, not yet anyway. <laughs> you can't gum tree it. You can't. No, I haven't worked that one so, out. So, look, it is the best. Um, I, I saw a hypnotherapist for mine because the Hypnobirthing Australia program wasn't written, obviously, because I hadn't written it, but I saw a hypnotherapist and I invested money into my preparation. And at the time I was, you know, especially my husband kind of shirked at the cost. It's like, oh, my goodness, we've got so many expenses coming up. And now you're saying, you know, that you want to do this, but you're the one who has to birth and I'll support you. So, yes, we'll go along and we'll do it. And it was, oh. It was the best investment we made for our births because then I used it for all three births, of course, too. Um, it, yeah, so look, I, I have to be honest. I, I could say something like, oh, listen to some affirmations and that, but really the best preparation, like if you really want the best, most comprehensive preparation so that you can go into this birth with the right mindset as well as, you know, physically strong and, and healthy and everything, which, you know, that's, that's my the Hypnobirthing Australia program doesn't do that yet. <laughs> but, but also just to get yourself in the right mindset and to build your knowledge bank up 
with useful and empowering information so that if you need to make some decisions along the way, that you're making informed decisions. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's Great. that's my advice. I'm sorry if it sounds like a sales field. You do not have to come to my classes, by the way. There's like over 100 practitioners all over Australia who are teaching Hypnobirthing Australia courses. They're even um, offered in some hospitals. The Victorian Aboriginal Health Service also offers them. So, yeah, the, the program is very widespread. But I would highly recommend that mums look at doing that. And if you don't have a class nearby, then... That's why we created the HypnoBubs program. Just go to the website, the hypnobirthingaustralia.com.au website and you'll see all the information. There's all free information. There's a free MP3 so you can try it out, you know, free, no obligation at all. And then, um, and yeah, that's my recommendation. Love it, love it. So <laughs> what about maybe some, I mean, I've got some websites that you've mentioned, The Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering, maybe some other books for women to remove help remove the fear of childbirth something that you know some resources or or other websites that aren't related to to hypnobirthing that you'd want to share well there's a great website childbirth without fear and that i I definitely recommend going to that i I follow that page um that facebook page it's uh, and they also have a website if it's Um, the one i'm thinking of she's also married to a chiropractor ah there you go (laughs) Well, is it birth without fear? I think it's it birth without birth. fear, yeah. She's married to a chiropractor. She's got a blog and he has a chiropractic blog as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I highly recommend that one as well. She's um, she's great and she's very big on social media and people posting their positive birth stories and, yeah, good advice, good tip. Um, yeah. So one more question. Uh, just So how can people get in touch with you, Melissa, um, either about your classes or your email address? We've got some of the um, the website links now and I'll put all of these in the show notes for people. If you don't know already, you can uh, sign up to mumstherwordpodcast.com and you will receive this newsletter every week in your inbox with all the show notes from every episode uh, from there on in. So I always forget to mention that, but if you, you're listening through when you think, oh, I don't want to stop it at 20, 23 minutes and 47 seconds. What did she say? I know there was a great book. You can get that, you can get that email to you. I do that for you um, every episode. So um, how can people best find you, your email address? And, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, just come to the hypnobirthingaustralia.com.au website. Mm -hmm. That's our main website. You can contact me directly via that website. But like I said, there are classes all over Australia and even actually some parts of the world now too. Um, And there's also information on that website about the online course. If you don't have access to a face-to-face course, then an or you might have little ones that need mining and you might not be able to get to a physical class, then you have another option. You can you can actually book into the HypnoBubs online course and you can do Skype sessions with your nearest practitioner too um, in conjunction with that. So there is a lot of support. But on that website, it I mentioned the Birth Without Fear website, but let me tell you, the Hypnobirthing Australia website is chock-a-block full of positive birth stories and great resources, and it's all free. So I would highly recommend that you go and explore that website and just 
Just fill your mind up with positive, positive, positive. Helps to build your confidence. When you read, and uh, there's lots of videos too. We've got a, a YouTube channel. It's all on the YouTube website. YouTube was great for me. That was yeah. great for me watching because I had a home water birth and that was oh, just that was fantastic. And also because my daughter was at the birth of my son, preparing her you know mm-hmm. that it was normal and it you know it's a, you can't give a better gift than teaching a child that no. birth is normal absolutely know? my boys all know exactly where babies come from yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, no, there's no stalk talk no <laughs> not at all god you're setting yourself up for something later on what about a facebook page and you also mentioned the itunes that people could tune into some of those tracks so you can you can download if it's easier for you you can download some of the tracks through itunes um the most famous one is surge of the sea that is, okay. it's, yeah, it's very popular in Australia and other parts of the world. So that has two tracks on it, Affirmations and Surge of the Sea. Um, and, yeah, all hit, if you come along to the course, you, you actually already get that track and other tracks, but um, that's highly recommended. There's um, all, the, all the albums, et cetera, and, and bundles and online course and that is all available on the website. Oh, great, great. What just, about a Facebook page? Website. Yep, Hypnobirthing Australia is the Facebook page. So, um, and that's a very popular Facebook page. And I'm always posting inspiring stories or just inspiring thoughts for the day. Um, and I also like to mix it up with. And I only, I normally only post once a day, if that. But I just make sure that they're really relevant posts. So it might be some new research that's just come out about a particular, um, yeah. Exactly what I post yeah. on the <laughs> right. word. I mean, it's yeah. like we're little birth sisters, you know, holding the torch to let people know. And um, yeah. there, there really is no excuse for people to not have access to information these days. Um, like you said, it's just maybe them honing in on where they get that information from and, and finding the trusted resources so that they are going to be um, empowering. Absolutely. And you're doing a great job by doing that. Oh, Melissa. Well, thank you so much for your time. Of course, as I said, you know, even just reading through the bio and the audience, you know, it's you're doing so much and it's so great. And uh, thank you. Thank you for giving your time, obviously, to women and, and for everything that you do and, and for being an amazing mum to three boys. You know, I do take my hat off to <laughs> mums. Of, I mean, I have one, but uh, I know even when they have two, I think, oh, my God. you know, They're high so, energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And look, they, they love their mums, though. They are they as can be so very um, cuddly and emotional and yeah, yeah. just beautiful yeah. i wouldn't have it any other way i love it no i'm sure not i'm sure not thank you so much for your time thank can't you. wait to release this episode take care bye thank you for joining us on this episode of mum's the word please remember to subscribe rate and review us on itunes and join us on our facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.